Good afternoon. It's August 8th, 2022. My name is Pete Zeppelak, and this is the Power Tools podcast number three. The topic today is about feelings. And this is a topic that can be certainly seen on different extremes. A lot of strong emotions, no pun intended, come up around this topic. Uh, in the church, I would say that this topic is usually scoffed at many times, um, and feelings are seen as being something that's frivolous uh, or something to be discounted. And outside the church and our culture these days, I would say that the other extreme is seen where people live by their feelings, whether they're aware of it or not. Um, they tend to just do what feels good and what they want to do in the moment. And that's, I would say, the other extreme of how feelings can be taken. Um, so I think it'd be good to start off with what a good definition is of feelings. Um, so like everything a Christian, and I would hope that um, to live rightly, we would want to use the Bible as our lens for how we look at life. And it should be the, the authority that we go to, um, the stable foundation. So I'm going to go to that. Um, the verse that I'm going to go to is from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It talks about ourselves as being, having a physical part, a spiritual self, and a soul part. The physical part is pretty straightforward. The spiritual part is where the Holy Spirit can speak to us. Um, and our soul is split up from our mind, feelings, and some would say our will. Anyhow, the ones I want to focus on are the soul part, which is our mind and our feelings. And yeah, so that's the definition. Clearly, biblically, our mind and our feelings are both present and both valued, and I lean on that as a way to view uh, how we look at life and how we view the world. Now, I think feelings have been largely understated uh, here in the West and under talked about. So I'm going to bring it up today, and I found great power in understanding my feelings and sharing this with others too. There's a great connectedness with God, with myself, with others, um, understanding and be able to connect with my feelings and others' feelings as well. So to start, if we think about some days, as I talk about feelings, if it sounds rather foreign to you, think about a day where we just feel, where you feel crabby, frustrated, just off. We don't really have words how to describe what that is. We just know that something is not right. Um, or some days are just hard, or some are easy. And we know something's going on inside of ourselves to, that make that be the case, um, but we don't usually know how to unpack that or, or why that is or, or how to define that. And So we just either, if it's a bad quote-unquote feeling, we tend to shove it down. If it's good, we tend to be content. Uh, so I'd like to make the, the case that we're not passive recipients of this and it's not these strange things just going on inside of ourselves. I'd like to offer some tools today that we can understand what's going on inside ourselves. Uh, but to do this, it takes two things. Number one, it takes a vocabulary to understand the things that are going on and number two, a lot of practice. I've been practicing this for 14 years, uh, and I'm still working on it, and it will be probably for the rest of my life. 
Second, um, beyond what it is and how we would use feelings to define what's going on inside, the question comes up of well, why should we do this? Why, why is there a benefit to understanding what I'm feeling? Why not just let it go? Well, I say there's a lot of peace and power in knowing what we're feeling and why. When we can identify something and it resonates, there's a power and a peace that I get when I can identify what that is throughout the day. It, I find it easier to move on and to understand what's going on in that situation, in that context, or from that interaction. I'd also say that putting words to our inner world is powerful. Um, and understanding what's going on is a, is a reason uh, for bringing peace. And I'd also say once we can identify what's going on inside of us, we can take a step back from that and understand better how to take action. Um, it's not that we want to let our feelings drive what we do, but we've got to start with understanding what's going on and we'll take a look at that before we can decide what kind of action to take. And like I said, we always want to filter that through for his actions through what truth is, through what does the Word of God say about what we're feeling and about how to act or not act. So it's always an authority over our feelings, but it starts with feelings. Well, the number, number three around that is I say connecting with ourselves helps us to really connect with God, uh, ourselves, and others. So when I'm knowing what I'm feeling, when I'm having a good day or a bad day, I can bring that in prayer or conversation to God. I can connect with Him better around that. So I think it helps my relationship. Number two, if I can identify what I'm feeling even with myself, I feel more connected and understanding of myself. I feel like I'm less the enemy of myself and, and more my friend um, on the same team as myself. And number three, I can connect with others. I can read others' emotions better. I can understand their emotions better when I understand myself. So that helps my relationships go better. And then the last thing about why we would take a look at our feelings is, I would say, understanding what we're feeling and being able to see how we react in certain situations, what feelings come up, help us to ultimately dig to those places where those deeper hurts and needs lie. And the more we understand our feelings, we can better understand what those are. And ultimately, that's, that's where a lot of those lies are, is those early woundedness, those early messages, early lies we took on, bring up a lot of feelings now these days. So if we can understand what we're feeling, we can better source those to the original lie and ultimately find truth, freedom, and um, from that dynamic that's been playing out for a long time. So, so there's a, a definition, um, a little background on it, uh, why we want to connect with our feelings. I also like to speak about what are the risks of not owning our feelings or, or not practicing this. Um, see if we, if we hear this today and say, well, I, I don't need those things in my life, I'm, I'm doing fine. Well, I'm going to lay out the risks and see if you can resonate with any of these as far as things that you've, any consequences that have played out in your life 
related to not knowing the feelings that are going on inside yourself. So, uh, as, a, as a Christian, first of all, if we're not aware of the feelings that we're carrying and the messages around those feelings, I would say that the enemy, Satan, can have a field day with us. He knows our feelings, he knows our story, and he knows exactly how to get to us. So why would we want to be ignorant of what's going on inside of us? He can toy with us and keep us down all that he wants. I guess I'll go back to scripturally. We've also got to recognize there is an enemy that wants to go after us and wants to keep us down. Uh, that is scriptural, and um, we need to identify that as being reality first, I'd say. Um, but yeah, we want to know what the enemy is trying to use against us. If we know those common areas, well, we can better defend ourselves against those. Uh, second, uh, being unaware of what's going on inside of ourselves and the feelings we carry doesn't make them go away. We can shove them down for a little while um, and we can try to put them off, but I, I would say they're going to come out in some way. Actually, I can guarantee you they're going to come out in some way. Either you're, we're going to develop bitterness uh, and callousness towards life. We may overeat or undereat. We may overdrink. We may use sarcasm as a means of expressing our anger in a sideways way. We may make side comments to people. Uh, we may get angry, overly angry about general issues as a means of expressing our anger in some kind of way when we don't want to address the feelings and the, and the dynamic of the person in front of us. Uh, we may develop health problems uh, when we don't address health issues. There's a whole different ministry related to health problems related to unaddressed spiritual issues, which I won't get into today. We may rage and blow up and hit extremes of anger um, against our family, our kids, those we love the most around us. That's when we don't deal with it. It comes around in these extreme ways. So I'd say those are all good reasons to want to be able to get out in front of us what we are feeling. Another reason would be we don't want to hit those extremes in life. Um, if we tend to a, ignore anger that we have, we tend to come across flat and emotionless. Or if we're scared of feelings, we're not going to address them. We're going to stay indecisive and just usually frozen in the present. Um, or related to sadness, we may hit extremes of depression if we aren't aware of the, the sadness that's inside of ourselves or come on in other ways of being overly uh, weepy at times. So there's a lot of extreme ways that may show up in our lives if we don't address some of the core feelings. Another good reason to, to address our, our risks around not feeling and kind of a case for addressing feelings is, is biblically, we look at the case of David and, and Jesus. Uh, David, all throughout the Psalms, clearly authentically owns his his feelings uh, when he screws up when he does well the psalms are full of the highs and lows of feelings and jesus i mean the anguish he felt the night before he was crucified he knew what was coming and cried out to god just one example of feelings and the risk of not looking at those well 
Peter was pretty unaware of what he was feeling and how he showed up and the fears he really had that showed up when he denied Jesus Peter he denied Jesus three times and then he definitely felt extreme anguish around that and I'd say that's around Peter's lack of awareness around um, his understanding of the fears that he had so the goal really here is not to let the feelings run our lives and not to ignore them but to find some middle ground where we can at least have a healthy place where we can get them out in front of ourselves and be aware of what uh, we're feeling and like I said take a look at scripture and uh, our thoughts and then and combine them all together and figure out what kind of response we want to take stepping and moving forward so if we think about emotions one more way I'd encourage us to think about it is if we take a pop can and we shake it up. We may be stirred up in the moment with a whole lot of anger. We may want to explode. And it may settle back down again if we let it sit there for a while. But really the pressure doesn't fully go away. Um, it certainly will take a long time. There's always some kind of pressure in there. And uh, so I'd argue that slowly letting things out and being aware of them is a much healthier way to approach it as opposed to keeping them all bottled up. So, as far as feelings, getting into the nuts and bolts of what are the feelings that we have. Uh, there are different definitions of feelings depending on where you look at. Uh, one simple way that I've learned through a lot of the training I've received has been looking at six key core ones. Sadness, anger, scared, happiness, excitement, and tenderness. So once again, that's sad, angry, scared happy, excited, tender. Those are the six core emotions. So sadness, any kind of loss or grief we may have, disappointment. Anger, maybe just frust maybe frustration, a lack of a boundary that someone did not respect with you. Maybe it's a blocked desire. Scared or fear. Maybe a fear over a real or a perceived threat, some kind of a threat in our life. Happiness, joyfulness, contentment, satisfaction, excitement, anticipation, or looking forward to something, something coming in the future. A tenderness, some kind of a connectedness, a pride, might be towards ourselves or towards someone else. So the exercise here I'd like to take at the end, thinking about those six feelings, sad, angry, scary, happy, excited, tender, is take some time right now to see which ones you are feeling. Knowing that there are no good or bad ones and that this is a good process. All the feelings are good to identify, no matter what judgments we may have around the different emotions. I encourage you to take full ownership of those and freedom to know that they are good and helpful to understand you and others around you and God. So my recommendation here is to, at the end of this podcast, or we put this on pause, and to take a quiet place where you don't have distractions. Feelings are hard to identify on the fly. 
space where you can even take a few minutes to ask yourself what feelings are you feeling and to see what things are going on in your life right now that you think are driving what you're feeling. And if you feel comfortable, someone you feel safe around, share the feelings that you've got. Co-share, both share feelings around what you're experiencing. If not, like I said, just finding a quiet place and learning to practice this many, many times as a way of exercising this. Maybe a new thing, very foreign, like any kind of new exercise or new practice takes time and practice. So I thank you for taking the time to, to listen to this podcast. I, I hope and pray that the Lord works through this to bless your life and to help you gain a better understanding of yourself and the way God made you. He made you in your mother's womb. He knit you specifically, uniquely, loved you along with all the feelings that you have. He knows the experiences you have had and what you're experiencing today. And loves you very much. I hope this tool is a blessing to you and may God use it to help your life. Blessings.